Two Humorous Nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that doesn't act or look its age. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we're talking about all things cosmetic nursing with Brianna. We started working with, well, I started working with Brianna in 2015, um, and then she moved down to the Big Smoke, where you did cardiac cath lab Mm. and midwifery from memory. Uh, yep. But in the past couple of years, she's been focusing on cosmetic nursing and is now solely an injectable nurse traveling all over Melbourne and Northern Victoria, making faces youthful. Welcome, Brianna. Hey, how are we? Good. So happy to have you on the podcast. We've been trying to yeah. chase down a cosmetic <laughs> nurse for ages. Yeah, I think Kelly's been hassling me for probably around the last nine, ten months, maybe yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Finally. Um, so welcome, Brianna. Um, Thank you. I'm doing a podcast. It is. It is. I'm actually, I don't know whether I feel special or not. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of nice because I think you finished up at the hospital not long after I started. Um, yeah, I think we were probably on the ward maybe, I don't know, maybe 12 months at the same, same time. Like that. Yeah, I reckon. So yeah. A familiar face on the potty. Yes, thank you. So can you tell us a bit about your nursing career and um, like where it all started and um, your journey up until now? Yeah, for sure. So I think it was 2005 I graduated as an EN, so um, a Division Two nurse back then, which was not medicated endorsed, uh, medication endorsed back then. Um, and then I sort of went straight into my Div 1, completed my Div 1 and then did my maternity on top of that. So practiced um, in a regional hospital for quite a few years Um, and then yeah sort of quite enjoyed the bedside side of nursing where you know as you know in this you know in the industry we got to do a bit of everything which I really loved Um, and then yeah moved down sort of to Melbourne in 2016 um, where yeah I went into sort of cath lab and maternity and loved it but um, yeah you know COVID changes everything and you know (laughs) absolutely everything um so yeah I finished up at bedside nursing um as at my ANUM position uh Easter last year so April 2020 or year before 22 um and yeah have just been doing this full-time ever since what made you transition into like injectables do you, what do you call yourself like a cosmetic nurse or? A- yeah, I do. I, cosmetic nursing is what I sort of put my my name under now. So I think probably it was always something that I was really interested in. But, um, you know, I was just always, it was always all about nursing and nurse, nurse, nurse. And I never sort of presumed that this, you could make a career out of such a full-time business out of doing this. So it began as doing it sort of a bit of a side thing. And then it just got really busy and I really enjoyed the social interaction as well that went with it. So it was more like the promotion of people's self-esteem um, and confidence is what really um, had driven me to go further with the business. Um, and then, yeah, it's just sort of flourished since then. I love that. Um, do you feel like so you obviously went, you you were an after hours manager working with us, like you've, 
you're clinically very experienced. And how did you feel like, did you struggle with that decision to leave hospital nursing and go into sort of private practice? A hundred percent. And that's probably what I struggle. It's the only thing I really struggle with now is because I do love clinical nursing and I love that side of it all. Uh, I did struggle uh, probably more so in the last six months. I really, I do miss it a lot. Uh, my husband always says, just pick up the, you know, the shift here and there. And yeah. and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll pick up a shift. And then I went to one of the Melbourne hospitals. I did an interview and I got on pool and everything. And they're like, when can you start? And I'm like, I'll start next week. So then I go to blank, blank out my calendar and I'm like, oh, I can't do next week because I've got bookings all next week. So yeah. it's been really hard to be able to juggle the two as to work in the hospital, but also you know, see my clients and maintain the business because it's not just about seeing the clients. You've also got all your other legal stuff that you have to do as part of your role and your responsibilities to that side of nursing. Can we talk about that? So being like an independent practitioner, you're obviously, I mean, I've had um, some uh, anti-wrinkle with you and, you know, I wasn't sure how you'd get the prescription and things like that, but obviously you just FaceTime with a doctor. How do you build relationships with doctors that are going to do the prescribing for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm essentially part of another organisation where I did my training through them um, and, you know, you go through, you do all your training, all your practical um, components of that, and then you become part of their affiliation. So my company then supply me with an on-call doctor um so i guess you do you do form a bit of a you know a relation a working relationship with those doctors and they do get to know you um and they know your capabilities and everything but you know it's really important that you work within your scope of practice you know you're not doing procedures that you haven't done the proper formal training for um and yeah then yeah just keeping it safe i guess and are there how do you how are you represented by a union or how do those kind of things work like um, yeah yeah so i've got my three different in, um insurances so obviously we're all part of the anf so yeah. i've got my um my insurance through them then i've got my pref, uh, professional insurance through my injecting um company as well and then also your public liability so three different insurances to go with that as well voluntarily covered oh 100 <laughs> yeah, 100% do you um do you need to be registered? I mean, obviously you have to be registered with APRA as a registered nurse, but as a cosmetics injectables nurse, is there any kind of registration or specific training that you must have? Because we see them pop yeah, look, everywhere, I, and like yeah, and that's the thing too is yes, uh, look, I did my training um, through a, a company in Melbourne, um, so. We, we have our certificate to say that, you know, you're trained and everything. It's not like a diploma or a postgraduate yeah. certificate. Obviously, you can do a postgraduate um, certificate in the industry, um, but it's not, you know, it's not essential. But it, it's like, I guess, a normal nurse going in and having a go at dialysis one day. You know, you're not going to put yourself in that position. And at the end of the day, if you do go and put yourself in that position legally, what, yeah. what you know, where do you stand? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about what the training entailed? I'm going off. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit about like what the training entailed, how long it took and, and what sort of things you had to do to get qualified. Yeah, for sure. So um, we did 
I think it went over three months we did. So at the beginning we were given all the theory components of it. So me being the nerd I am, um, I love learning. So I went and studied the shit out of everything. Um, so we went and we did all the online competencies and everything. And then you went into the classroom. So then you went through all the theory in the classroom and then you went on to the practical. So it was a group kind of session. We'd all go in with our models. We would watch each other inject and sort of talk about it as we inject. And then, you know, take your notes, do everything. And then, again, went home and studied the shit out of everything. And then you go in and you do your assessment. So it's a one-on-one with the doctor, the, the um, cosmetic doctor. So you would take your model in and you would go in and you would tell them all about the structures what you're avoiding where you're placing the product why you know what muscle or you know what your indication was essentially Um, and then once the doctor is satisfied that you're a safe practitioner then you'll be signed off and then that's when you can start ordering your drugs through their company and they would provide obviously your scripts and, and things like that. Mm, that's awesome thank you that reminds me when I went and did my scuba course I think I was the only one who got there and I knew everything like I knew everything and then like that obviously was smoking weed the night before like hungover no idea what's going on you would be that one in the class that's got the answer for everything and then you've just got to bite your tongue as if to say I know the answer but I can't put my hand up again I don't want to be be that guy but you were that guy yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean we all know I'm that guy but I didn't want everyone else to know I was that guy What's the best part about your job, do you reckon? Um, I love every aspect of my job. Um, probably more, you know, helping clients. I won't say women because it's not just women. Helping clients, you know, restore their self-confidence and and all of that sort of thing. I really love providing um, all fillers, all fillers, all anti-wrinkles, all treatments. I love it all. Everyone has their different goals. So when they come to you and they say, this is what's bothering me, you can you, know, you you give them all these options and sometimes people walk out and they go oh my god that's really full on maybe that's not for me and that's okay but um i think just yeah everything i really enjoy it all but and even the social interaction i think is really nice too because your clients get to know you and you you know you know everything about them as well so you do form some really nice um, relationships as well really good bonding experience to lay on the table with like completely numb lips and a numb tongue while you're like stabbing needles in your face yeah <laughs> <laughs> and when you haven't seen someone for such a long time and you're trying to talk at the same yeah. time <laughs> <laughs> um what would you say to anyone who sort of disagrees with what you do as a profession or disagrees with body modification what what would you say to them I would educate them because at the end of the day, it is all about education. I don't think if somebody doesn't agree with it, then maybe they don't understand it properly, you know. And as I said, it's not for everyone, but we also do a lot of medical things. So hyperhidrosis, so your excess sweating, things like that that we can really help with, excess sweating, migraine treatments, you know, jaw clenching, things like this that make the biggest difference in some people's lives that can be quite debilitating for some people. We can help with that. Um, so if they don't quite understand or agree with it, just talk about it, you know, educate. I I suppose it's the same with any kind of stigma. Like it's usually stigmatized because it, you know, it's, it's misconceived. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. People just think it's a vain or, Mm. you know, why would people spend that much money? I mean, I get it with the tattoos and stuff like 
Yeah. You spend all that money on something. I'm like, well, I don't know, it made me feel good at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It's and also quite similar to it as well. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody else. Well, like, that's, that's the, the other thing, thing too. I think like, I did used to be slightly against it. Like, I'm still, I'm, I'm open-minded. Like, yeah. I, I still don't think it's for me yet. It probably will be in the future, but I don't see it's for me right now. But I definitely used to think that it was like. It's such a um, juxtaposition between. You know, women are supposed to be beautiful, but you're not allowed to do too much. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Very true. Nurses are going through a really difficult time right now, and we get that finding time to go to therapy while working. Shift work can be even harder. This is why we're sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp has customised online therapy that offers video, phone and live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can use BetterHelp at a time that suits you, in a format that works for you and that fits in with your schedule. There's a huge range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network. So help is accessible to you no matter where you are. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 2 million people who've taken care of their mental health with BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 2HN. That's betterhelp.com slash 2HN. That's the number 2HN. What's your favourite? I mean, I know you said you love it all, but do you have like a particular favourite procedure that you just love? Yeah, look, I'm on the jaw train at the moment. I love doing um, jaw augmentation. Really love giving, you know, a nice crisp jawline. But probably my favourite out of all of the treatments um, is sort of for the mature face reconstructive work, so lower face um, reconstructive work, which is where I really love because, you know, I have a lot of women that walk in your neck. Yeah. Every day I look in the mirror looking at my neck going, one day I'm going to do something. This is what the 30-year-old says. <laughs> oh, my neck. Come to me when you've got a real problem. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm about the, the lower face. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went off track then. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of women that come to me with, you know, they say, you know, I've got this line here and, you know, it's, it's educating them why that line's there. And you might say, oh, well, you sleep on that side. That's why you've got that line there. I can fix that. But the problem is, is that that's the way you're sleeping on it every night. Um, but, you know, like there's, you know, different treatments and, and that, but particularly the bottom, the lower face is my favourite. Do you feel like you're just performing magic every day? Um, yes and like no. you're describing to me, I'm like, this is amazing. Like you, <laughs> you can just... It's certainly an art. I would say it's definitely an art. You know, you you, kind of get your eye in after a little while. Mm. (laughs) I love that. Has anyone ever had the filler with you and then sat up and looked in the mirror and gone, holy shit, what have I done? I regret it. (laughs) Uh, I reckon (laughs) I did that. And then a week later I stood there and I was like, should I have done this? Don't get me wrong, yeah. I liked it and I yep. contemplate doing it again. But at yep. that time I was like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> I can feel my I lips. Because they were swollen initially and then they went down and they were fine. Yeah. yeah. But I was like yeah. aware of my lips on my face and I'd never <laughs> thought about my lips before. <laughs> like, hello, I've got lips. Yeah. Um, yes, I have. I have actually. But 
you know, in saying that, I always say to them before I show them the mirror, you are swollen, you yeah. are going to go down significantly, okay? So, yes, you might be a little bit shocked, but please don't panic. But, you know, in saying that, you know, quite recently I did have a, a set of lips that I did and they were absolutely stunning. And the girl who did it, she loved them. And then she rang me about a month later and she's like, I hate them. And I'm like, what do you mean you hate them? And she's like, they just feel so foreign to me. Mm. And so anyway, I brought her straight in um, to have a look just to make sure that they were actually okay and then there wasn't a problem with them. Um, and they were stunning. They had settled beautifully. They they suited her and everything. And I, I just said, what's, you know, what's wrong? And she's like, there's, there's nothing wrong. They're perfect. She said, but they are just so foreign. Yeah, so I suppose that yeah. would be hard for people to have a change and have it not feel like them. And they do 100%. feel a little different. Like, yeah, at the time, like, I mean, over time, you, I don't feel you get used to it, but initially, do. they do feel different. Did she get yeah. them dissolved or anything? Yep, yeah, because she was uh, quite distressed with them. I, I dissolved them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess and that's it's a good thing nothing, choice, yeah, yeah, that's right. And nothing really is permanent, it's not like you get a no show. Like that chick from um, baby from from oh dirty dancing yeah dirty oh, dancing but yeah yes. no stop looks like a totally different person yeah. indeed yes it, like, and no it's it's not permanent like you've always got options to dissolve it um and not do it again obviously yeah. with your anti wrinkle treatment it's a neuromodulator so it's you know it it is going to be like that for you know three ish months yeah um yeah. so I can't undo that you've just got to ride it out but. Um, it, and again, it all comes down to education, mm. you know, informed consent. They've got to understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what you know what it's going to change. So, yeah, this is another ad hoc question. Have you had to deal with anybody who might be like addicted to that kind of thing? Mm, like, I oh, all the time, yeah, yeah really, yeah. and like yeah. they're never satisfied and need to keep going. And yeah, going. is that like yeah. a little body dysphoria? Is that must, yeah, I reckon, maybe, for like, sure. Yeah, I think I think to a degree. Yeah. How do you deal with people like that? Like, how do you satisfy them as a client, but then also like look out for their health and their well-being in the long term? Um, I'm I'm quite happy to say no. That doesn't oh, worry me one little good. bit. Yeah. No, I'm I'm quite happy to say you know we need to stop. Yeah. Um, and and it comes down to education too. You know, like somebody that's had a couple meals over time in their lips or in their cheeks. You can't, you, you physically can't fit any more in. So, you know, they've had a certain amount in their lips and they want more. Well, yes, I can put more in, but where do you think it's going to go if it doesn't fit? It's yeah. going to migrate. Um, so, again, it's an education thing. So it, it's so important that you're educating all your clients with what they're doing so they understand the consequences, I guess, if they overdo it. Mm. I want, So how does it work? Because I'm obviously a total novice when it comes to <laughs> any of this like I don't, it's so foreign to me totally yeah um so what happens when you get a filler in your lips um yep. does, do your lips stretch and is that something then that you need to keep up or how does that is it like over time your lips go totally back to how they were before yeah your body will break them down over time will break down the filler and just sort of get rid of it um but yeah look you're not if you're stretching the lip you are putting you know that Feel at risk of migrating. So again, that's that's a, an educated decision that the injector makes as to how much that you can actually put in. If you have a, a client that come in that has a really fine lip, you're not going to fit a full mil in there. 
and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to go elsewhere because it just doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, it's it's so important that you know what you're doing and what you can fit into that space. Yeah. And that you, yeah, I suppose that you want to mm. do the best thing for your client. And- for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If Do you have any recommendations for the nurses that are listening that might be thinking about going into this career? Is it something you would recommend doing? Like, I mean, um, probably it's certainly <laughs> it's certainly a very rewarding career. My biggest um, recommendation to all nurses that are considering it is get some experience in basic nursing, how to use a needle, you know, mm. how to mix your drugs is one of the big things, drug calculations, all of that, just some basic nursing experience. You know, your bedside nursing, how to actually speak to a client, yeah. um, education, yeah. get your confidence up in your nursing. Um, how to speak to a doctor, how to, um, you know, how to manage your emergencies because I think people don't quite understand that it's not just a career that is all, you know, all happy and easy. You do have your complications and you do have your things that go wrong and you need to understand and keep your cool as to how to manage them all. Yeah, absolutely. Your patient might have a vasovagal yeah. in the chair. Or- <laughs> oh, all the time. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of those like little complications, do you need to have um, like policies in place for like what you would do in this? Like is there somebody that might um, like audit you or or come and say, can you show me what's your policy on, you know, vascular occlusion? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mostly your, your major medical emergencies that you can deal with. You know, if you get filler into a vessel, you know, ha- knowing how to manage that, how to dissolve it and all of that. So, yeah, we we do, and that's all part of my um, sort of um, company that I work with as well. They they help us out with all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that's good. Have you ever seen then. an ugly cosmetic injector? Is that the wrong? Is that a wrong that's question? Not- I always do. You know what I think I would love to do that job, but I think people would walk in and go. No, but you know what? It's also it's also like if you see an overfilled injector, would you would you put your oh, face to her though? Absolutely not. It's it's funny the amount of um, clients that go, give me a look at your lips. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And like they want to see my lips, and they're like, they, oh, I just wanted to make sure that you know how what you think of them and everything. So it's funny that they they come in and they're looking at you to see you know your treatments and how you look and everything, especially yeah, like seeing you that, that real over the top look. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, kind of thing. And exactly. Are there any other questions? <laughs> no, I think I really I feel like I've I've got this whole new um, insight and appreciation into this industry. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at you. <laughs> looking at all the work I need done. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is funny because once you start learning about these different things, you go, "Oh, I wonder if I could have that." And then you study all this stuff, and then you just go, "Oh, okay." There's just so much <laughs> that you can all. do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now right? I want a crisp jawline. You made it sound oh. so nice. And she, um, Brianna, she's got so, a fill up at the moment on a jaw that she's done. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. It's so sick, but it's so satisfying. Crossing those ligaments and feeling the pop is like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Do you know, I actually had thought about like the PDO threading for a while in my cheeks. No. And yeah. then I watched a video on how they did it. And I yeah. was like, absolutely not. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, yeah. I think it'll make me feel sick doing that on people. Yeah, it's not not. For it's me. so satisfying though. It's like cutting an episiotomy, really. 
Did I say that? Oh my god! I really, I all I can, I can just hear the snipping of the tissue right oh, now. I know, I know. It's like cutting a bit of steak with scissors. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> with scissors sometimes. It's a bit like that. Yeah, well, it's exactly the same. <laughs> into your, into your face. Love it. Well, I can't wait to get back into your torture chair. Yeah. Stuff in my very strong frown. Oh, you yeah. know where to find me. There and there and there. Yeah. <laughs> you need a nice piece of jaw. Show me your forehead, actually. It's lasted pretty well. Lift your eyebrows up. It's lasted pretty well. I didn't get my forehead done. I only got oh. my brow. Yeah, but it's lasted well. Yeah, it's not too How long has that been? Uh, I reckon it was April last year. Yeah. I was going to say, April. show me your lips, but it doesn't sound very appropriate, does it? No. <laughs> my <laughs> lips aren't too bad, actually. But the worst part was I had the... I had the filler done and then I went next door and had coffee with your sister. Even oh. though I told you not to do that. And I couldn't drink it because you, you told me that you were going to have iced coffee. I did have an iced coffee and I drank it with a straw, but I couldn't put my lips around the straw because I was so numb. <laughs> no. If you want to check out Brianna's work on Instagram, you can find her at Vanity Aesthetics Melbourne. We will link it in the show notes as always. And you can find us at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast or send us an email to hello at twohumorousnurses.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. No, we can't say bye yet. Thanks so much, Brianna, oh. for coming. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brianna, for coming on our podcast. I really do feel like my eyes have been open to the world. Mate, it's so good. You're not allowed to say it, but anti-wrinkle is like your game changer. I just need <laughs> to not have any bills. So I can go and yeah, fund. I have no money as it is. Go fund this. I can't even afford to get my expensive moisturizer right now. I'm like <laughs> using Michael's, <laughs> using my husband's like supermarket moisturizer oh, at the moment. Stop. I know, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming on. It's been um, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Changing okay. the world one wrinkle at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Well played. Yeah. Uh, now can I say bye? Yeah. Bye. bye.